back again. So we are. Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Oh, I did not get the song <laughs> reference at all. Tell a friend. I was like the McRib. What's back? <laughs> Filet o fish. Hmm. I gotta take the headset off. I hear three of us. That's uh, too too many. <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in this week. We've got some more exciting topics to cover with you. We were just talking, did we do anything this weekend? No. <laughs> Raven said, no, we were unproductive. Completely unproductive. <laughs> That's I never true. Even when we're unproductive. I in my flower beds. You some. repotted true. flowers. I had to repot some things, but that's not really work. We it got- is productive. It's productive for them. So, And I did start some propagations for friends, so... I did a few things, but not nearly as much as I normally do, so I feel very unproductive. Our quote-unquote unproductive days are still very productive compared Mm. to a lot of people. Maybe, but we compare ourselves to us, not other people, so. That's true. Hear that, other people? That's how you progress. Don't look at everybody else. Where am I at? Where was I at last week? Where was I at last year? Am I further along? Great. That's progress. Plus, I should not be any one that people try to attain to because it's just, it's not fun being me a lot of the time. I do too much all the time. It's Don't a high do standard. That. No, it's a crazy standard <laughs> from an unwell mind, but <laughs> no, I do not need any flattery. I need therapy most likely, but until <laughs> then I will work on my plants and propagate for others and... Your plants or your therapy. That's about it. Yeah. For now. For now. We have a big thing coming up this weekend, which yes. we'll talk about next week. Hush, hush on that. Blow the it's lid off things. It's the down low. Will it blow the lid off things? I feel like it's kind of right along the same pattern of everything that we do, so... It's exciting. It's hard just not talking about it, though. Oh, true. And why aren't you talking about it? I want to wait till after it's done. Oh, to see once it, how well it takes. Once I've accomplished <laughs> it, we'll uh, go from there. Gotcha. Break through the fourth wall. I feel like it's going to be <laughs> like everything else that we do, like the Reiki and the tarot and the palmistry. There's... It's like everything is an onion in the meta world. There's always so many layers to everything. Mm-hmm. You never really get to the center. Because mm-hmm. you're too busy crying. <laughs> I don't want to cry. <laughs> we no never, tears. We never see the center. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, uh, I am uh, taking on a new route, ability, pipeline. <laughs> trying to think of a word without giving it away, but... Um, I'm learning from a learned teacher this weekend on a subject that is rare in a lot of metaphysical fairs and events. I don't see it too often. Um, You would know. Of course, you know, once you buy a red car, you see red cars everywhere. So maybe once I accomplish this, then I'll see see it everywhere. See it everywhere. Everyone can do it. (laughs) Everybody does it now. Yep. Um, but I've been approached by someone to learn this avenue. Skill. Skill. And uh, they don't teach people, they have said. So 
how I was chosen. Magic. Oh my goodness. Anyway. But I'm excited and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. What's your topic for this week? I am staying in the vein of potion herbs and doodads. Doodads? Yes. Um, So I'm going to cover Howlet's Wing. Ooh. Last week was Eye of Newt. This week will be Howlet's Wing. The Eye of Newt was uh, pretty spicy. We got it's pretty some, spicy. We, we got some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Some people were like, I want to know some more about that. Mm-hmm. Especially the woo-woo after dark. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it was more that than anything. They were like, I am here for it. And I was like, maybe we're missing a whole avenue. Right. We're missing a market here. <laughs> we're... We're playing at the safe, kind, nice, <laughs> parental <laughs> conversations. Know. You're talking to beginner, leaning, uh, and pagan, the more which off is... track and racy we get, the more people tend to right. think it's entertaining. So. It's those spicy subjects. People email which, and text I and mean, call us and be that's... like, "That was interesting. I want to know more." Yeah, everybody likes the macabre and the morbid, death and sex. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and especially if those two things coincide, they want all the details. That's a uh, necrophiliac? Oh, I was thinking more like heart attacks. What the heck? What? Death you, and sex? See, okay, we just need to move on. <laughs> two different angles? <laughs> oh, don't talk about the angles. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> howlet's wing is what I'm talking about. Necrophiliac howlet's wing. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> I'm talking about something we all know and we've all seen in TVs, movie shows, and not put it together with what's actually a very useful tool, um, and that would be a book of shadows. Hmm. And kind of comparing a book and shadows and to a grimoire, and just you've never talked about that before. No, hmm. I and mean, we probably glanced over it. Maybe because I feel like over it. Yeah, because it's something that we both keep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep mine as notes in my phone. You right. actually write yours out like an I old do. man. Because I am. But, well, I my phone's always near me, so I keep a running note. Anytime I do that, anytime I have unusual dream, because I can type much faster than I can write. Mm-hmm. So I can type it out while it's still fresh. And anytime I scry anything or get visions of anything i type it out immediately to see if it makes sense later and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't nice some i'm still waiting on <laughs> right <laughs> it's like knows? that tarot reading three months later you're like that didn't make sense and then you wake up one morning three months later like oh my god there it was yep <laughs> i love i've had multiple calls like that <laughs> where yeah, like they see me at a different sense. event or i've read for a friend and they call me back a few months later um and they were like yeah it made sense then but i was kind of like eh and then two or three months down the road, something happens, and they were like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Yep, it happens. Anyway, so yeah, no, I feel like that's that's odd that we haven't talked about that because it really helps with, I mean, obviously, just memory recall because you forget your dreams as the day progresses. I say that as someone with trouble And with it gets recall. further and further from you, mm-hmm. unless it's just completely cuckoo, um, which a lot of my dreams are. But um, I do tend to type them out as quickly as possible. Or I've even been known to do a running note audibly in my car while I'm driving to work if I have something I don't want to forget. (laughs) The type to text, how Siri explains it all. Uh Uh-huh. Well, 
Would you like to start? I can. Go for it. Um, the Shakespearean ingredient howlet's wing is actually what it sounds like. It is just a owl's wing. Um, the howl having to do with the hoot of the owl and owlet being a young owl. Hmm. And um, it was interesting to me because so many cultures have so many different meta-meanings for um, owls like and wings, etc. Because as you mentioned before, while we were in Ireland, I found a dove's wing in a shop that I bought, and I use it for yeah. smudging. And one of the reasons we use wings is because birds call to remembrance our divine being, our divine side. Whether you believe in a deity or you believe that we are the deity, however you your predilections fall, mm-hmm. um, we always associate birds with divinity, high up, purity, et cetera, et cetera. So the flapping of the wing is not only, you know, a prettier way to fan the smoke, the smudge smoke around, but it's very um, symbolic of our intentions, how far we want the smudge to go, how deeply we want to cleanse. Mm -hmm. And when you use an owl's wing specifically, the owl tends to go back as far as you know, the basics of paganism, Druidism, and the word Celtic in the Scottish Gaelic means, which is means old woman, literally translates into owl as well, or night cockerel. Um, they're associated with the crone aspect of the goddess, and it's a guide through the underworld because it's a creature of keen sight, mm-hmm. and it sees in darkness. Um, it is a silent and swift hunter. And it helps unmask those who would deceive or take advantage of you. Um, they believe <clears throat> were believed to have played a more prominent role in early Celtic cults. And that's probably where um, a lot of our European ancestors kind of got a... Looked at them more of as a dark omen. All birds or just... Owls specifically. Owls specifically. Owls hmm. specifically. But the deity associated with owls is Athena from ancient Greece. So what are you looking at me like that for? I'm just interested. New to me. Yeah. So she's like, it's owl is very goddess in the Celtic. It's, you know, the crone aspect in Greek mythology. It is literally the embodiment of Athena. Um, they're sacred. They are usually the head of whatever cult. You'll notice that they wear, if they wear feathers, they typically wear owl feathers or dressings. Then later in Roman times, the owl lost that cult significance, and um, it's now just traditionally in paganism linked to the goddess associated with fertility. Hmm. Um, but sac- uh, Athena is the goddess of the night. She represents wisdom, and uh, that's why we always you know, associate the owl with wisdom, you know, the wise old owl. Not the fact that it can turn his head all the way around. No, that has <laughs> zero to do with it. But in Native American cultures, specifically Navajo and Apache tradition, 
the owl is very, very different. And I know among a lot of Mexican cultures, um, the owl is an omen of death. Which again, Hmm. being... Which is a crow in Norse culture. Yes. But again, that's also looking at death as a bad thing. Instead of looking, you know, we tend to not look at death for what it is, which is transformation. We look at it as an ending. And while it's an ending in some aspects, it's mostly transfiguration. You know, we all move on to our next purpose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that old fear of death is what kind of kindles all of that because you know they think death is bad death is something you yeah something that you run from which again in my line of work trying to yes trying to normalize death talk and that death is literally a part of life and we're preparing ourselves for our end journey um instead of something that we constantly are trying to avoid i feel like in pagan or witch circles they tend to view death as less of a harmful thing and more as, like you said, that transformation. It's time to learn the lessons, move on, I think on, when we're talking um, and when we're being spiritual, yes, but, you know, friends and family, etc. whenever they're experiencing it, it has a very different feel. There's oh, sure. always fear. There's always immense sadness, loss, regret, you know, all of the things that we associate with death instead of celebrating what was and what will remain afterwards, you know. So I think that that's where the omens come from. Because just because, you know, kind of like Mothman, I feel like it's a little bit of a skewed perspective. You know, they thought for a long time Mothman was um, the bringer, the harbinger of doom, you know, the bringer of all of this mayhem. And then as they kind of spin the story mm-hmm. maybe he's a warning a sign that something is coming a sign to look up and be aware not his, that you can prevent death in a lot of areas but if we're constantly looking for it and living each day like this is we're striving towards a purpose and a goal mm-hmm. then it's different anyway i'm off on a completely different so the, tangent so the mothman is like the watcher in marvel comics he shows up Yes. When a big event is fixing to happen, yes. he doesn't and cause it. Exactly. He doesn't stop and it. I feel like. But when this bald dude shows up, something's fixing to go down. Yes. I feel like that's what owls are. And I think that the Navajo and the Apache, you know, seeing that and then death coming, and especially in an era where death was very common because of disease and wars and et cetera, et cetera, um, it felt like, you know, it brought death or it was a sign that death was coming when in fact you know it could have just been tuesday and that's when the owl showed up and you know people just happened to die but obviously it happened enough and it's ingrained enough into their culture and i mean even to this day my i have a brother-in-law who's hispanic and he won't allow their children to have anything with owls on it because really? owls were really popular um on kids clothes and toys a while back mm-hmm and yeah, my sister's not allowed to bring anything with owls into the house. Weird. Because he, that. yes, because he believes that they are an omen. Jesus won't protect them from owls. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, nope. owls Jesus, are stronger. Jesus said, "Stay the heck away from them owls," <laughs> and that's what he does. But no, I mean it's just, we and don't I want just, no owls. I say that to say, you know, how serious these things are, you know. That's really interesting. I, in my Darkwood Tarot deck, um, a couple of the cards have an owl in them. 
in different poses. The magician has a white owl over her head on a tree branch. The page mm-hmm. of pentacles has a brown owl flying to him as he's on a knee. And the reason I bring it up is that I had a reading a couple weekends ago and Oh, I remember you beautiful telling me. Beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. He's Native American. And, and asked what the owl signified. Yeah, and in this reading, two of two cards came up with owls. And mm-hmm. so I asked, you know, that's where my eye was drawn. Just I felt like I need to ask this question, like mm-hmm. when you're doing a, you know, reading. And he said, he explained what it means to him and his culture and, um, and to his family. And he was asking about, you know, his father passing. Mm-hmm. And... So when we started talking about it and the fact that it ended with the page of pentacles where he's the guy's on his knee and the owl's coming to him, the fact that you're talking now that um, a lot of times it's the bringer of, you know, it's like the, of the news, the, yes, yeah, the bringer of the news of death. And mm-hmm. and we came to uh, the end of the reading and and I was like, you know, we talked about when he would pass and, you know, and all that stuff. But now that you're talking about the owl just makes it. Mm-hmm. makes that to me anyway yeah, makes it, the reading again make it even com- more sense. it's completely based on culture because again the greeks you know if uh owl flew over them during battle then they were going to be victorious and but native americans if they see an owl it means someone's going to die and again depending on you know how superstitious or how they were raised or what really they knew about it because all of a lot of these things are wives tales and they're passed down from mom to mom and kind of gets convoluted through playing a game of telephone the history exactly so you're afraid of it but you're not really sure why <laughs> um where a lot of people i feel like as i was reading you know believe that they are the bringers of death they're really just messengers hmm. um, and in witchcraft specifically owls are messengers Okay. That's why owls bring you your Hogwarts letter. Ooh, nice. And why they're typically associated with witchcraft is because they bring messages from the divine. Hmm. And, of course, they're associated with wisdom and with the goddess Athena. So we need to start training some owls. Need to start training some owls. Get your Hogwarts letter. Mm-hmm. One of these days, somebody's going to have enough money, and they're going to build an actual Hogwarts somewhere and start... A school. I mean, they have, oh, I was like, they have one in Universal. They don't have a school there. <laughs> you don't get to go in for classes. Yes. But again, it depends on how you look at it. Um, I grew up in the boonies out down south in Newcastle. And my <laughs> parents have generational owls that live in the woods around there. Hmm. And of course, that's still one of the places that at night, even my older siblings don't go walk to their car alone, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you walked to the car alone out at my dad's place. It is kind of spoopy. It is dark. It is heavily wooded, and there are lots of owls, large owls. Um, But, you know, again, it depends on how you look at it. The Navajo and the Apache believe it's a sign of death. The Spanish also have, you know, the harbinger of doom take on it. But... Celtic and European cultures tend to look at it as at the light side, other than where Europeans started associating it which, with witchcraft. Um, but still, they're revered. And I feel like the last few years, they've become more popular. I feel like there's a lot of home decor with mm-hmm. owls and owl tattoos and things like that have become We have a couple owls around popular. the house, don't we? 
We have a white one in the fireplace. Oh, Chan LaBing. Yes. And my best friend has the other one whose name is Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> Those are... Raven names all of her... And anything that has a face. or uh, wooden or metal. Anything that has a face has a name. <laughs> you can't have a face and not have a name in my house. But yes, his name is Chan LaBing. And he is a little white owl carved from selenite. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. It's heavy. It's it, well, the base of it is um, fool's gold. Mm. So it's nice, heavy stone. But yeah, that's what that is. But I would just recommend everyone look at it, take the take the Celtic happier stance and see it as the crone version of the goddess that it's good luck bringing wisdom into your life giving you insights nice you know revealing deceptions all of those things look at it as an omen of wisdom and if you want to look at it still or you culturally you're drawn to look at it as an omen of death then look at it as a warning like oh my goodness i'm gonna die i better straighten up (laughs) you know start do something good (laughs) go to the gym well, not even that. I meant, you know, more along the lines of, you know, heal wounds, learn mm. lessons, you know. Stop driving crazy. Quickly stop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we don't know how death is coming. <laughs> You're acting like I've it's... I've seen co- all the final destinations. I oh know my goodness. how death comes for us. It could be us. anything. <laughs> that is true. But anyway, just always, if you come across an owl or a wing, etc. Just pay attention to it. Hopefully we start to learn to take omens as our chance to straighten up and live right rather than dodging them and, you know, trying to wish them away. Sometimes when an omen lands on your doorstep, that's your chance to like, hmm, maybe I should straighten up. Maybe something's not right, you know. Maybe there's something to this. Yes, exactly. Um, So... You're saying, so if we see an owl while we're out in public, then that's a warning of death or good news or a message. However you want to take it. Hmm. I like it. I feel like um, there's just as much proof that it's an omen of good things as it is an omen of negative things. And again, if we stop looking at death as something negative and something that we're just constantly need to be prepared for things would be so much different we would we would live completely different oh yeah if you were living if we like a lot of pagans do if if you were living like this was not your only life and you weren't storing up treasures in a magical fairyland if you are actually here to learn a lesson get something right recoup and do it again then a lot of us would, yeah, yes, do things differently. I, again, as someone who professionally watches people come to the end of their life and eventually die, um, nobody, nobody's ever even close prepared. to being prepared for it. They're all in denial up until the inevitable, and then they try to just check out, sometimes before they're even ready, you know. They give up too soon. Even at the old age of the people that you take care of, they're still just not like ready to let go. Nope. Hmm. 
Nope. I, I have. If change. It does. Um, I, for example, I had a lady that I cared for for three years, long time, and she was just one of the most difficult personalities to please. Which, fortunately for her, I tend to make that a challenge, and she loved me. But it got to the point where no one but me could take care of her, including her daughter who she lived with. And she was driving everyone crazy. Like she was just because she couldn't do what she wanted. She had zero control over herself. So she wanted to control everything around her up to Uh, and including how her napkins were folded, how her laundry was like it was just obviously an obsession that had zero to do with being a it had everything to do with being able to sit with herself. She could not sit with herself and be in peace and be at peace she had spent all of her life fluffing and primping and putting on a facade and building this image of what she wanted in her head but uh and then she went into a facility for a while where i did not do anything besides visit her on occasion but i went back and doulaed for her um when she went into full kidney failure um i went back to her and her daughter hired me to doula and she was completely different. I walked in and her room was untidy. So instantly like my reflex Cleaned to see her was to fold the throws and fluff the pillows and water the plant. And she was like, Oh, Oh, don't worry about that stuff. Just come tell me how you've been and had me sit on the bed and hold her hand. And she was telling me about all of her grandkids and you know, how, this daughter who before, you know, was this ungrateful, horrible, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, how, you know, she, she would just get all weepy and tell me that, you know, she has done everything for her and she just, you know, is tireless and she just can't believe that, you know, she raised someone who's so good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just completely different. Hmm. And that's kind of when you know, again, when they keep their faculties about them unfortunately dementia ruins a lot of that sometimes but she did not have dementia so she had the presence of mind to pause and be reflective and be grateful and look at what was valuable and her death was very very peaceful and very easy and anyway nice that's howlet's wing howlet's wing h-o-w-l e-t-s e-c-s Yes, Howlet. Like hmm. Owlet, but with an H. Okay. Howlet Swing. Nice. Um, see, even I learn stuff. You do. So, I decided to go back to basics because I know we have, I mean, we've got advanced uh, people to listen, but I know personally we have a group of people that have no idea. They're just, you know... Kids are learning all about it. Our high school son and his friends, it's the it's all the rage these days. I mean, they're all wear crystals. They're all, uh, they buy everything from Earthbound or <laughs> where were we at the other day uh, that oh. was carrying tarot cards we, in the mall. Uh, kids I don't store, remember. Had, oh, uh, Hot, Topic? Hot Topic? Yeah. Or maybe Spencer's. or Spencer's. No, Spencer's. I don't we know. We didn't go on Hot Topic. Um, I don't know. They're the same. <laughs> Um, we went into Hot Topic because our high school kid, our oldest son, likes to get shirts from there. And so I hadn't been in there forever. So we're walking around and, um, of course, it's coming up 
a few months out from Halloween, so everybody's pulling out Halloween direct decorations. So there's some Halloween stuff in there, and there's, of course, uh, um, weed paraphernalia, and then all kinds of fun other things. But then you come to a little section that has incense uh, for the tarot cards. Yeah, like so they had was, like death incense. Yeah, which I smelled because I love that card. It's very meaningful to me. And so I was like, oh, hopefully this smells good. I smelt it. I was like, I don't get the same feeling <laughs> when I smell this incense, but that's yeah. just me. But yeah, underneath they had tarot cards and just interesting stuff. But so going back to basics, since so many people are new um, or leaning or just want to know more, I decided, hey, let's talk about books that everyone should have. Not books to read, but books to write on. So if you're learning tarot, it's a good thing to do is to start a tarot journal. And that is, you know, sorting out the suits, the um, the court cards, the majors from the minors, all that kind of stuff. Make all those notes for yourself that helps you piece those together as you're learning it. Um, there's a You can do a dream journal where, like Raven said, she has epically crazy dreams and she wakes up and has to write them down. Mm -hmm. And so she types them out or speaks them into her phone. Um, whereas I usually have one near the bedside and if I don't remember mine quite as much as she does, but when I do, I'll write them down and, and keep a journal of it. So you can go back and look at it, see what you thought, see what changes. Those in and of themselves are fine. Some people combine those in their book of shadows. Some people just have a separate book of their own. Um, that's completely up to you, but let me tell you what they are to me anyway. A book of Shadows versus a Grimoire. Uh, that a uh, Grimoire is a book that has your spells. There's no personal bias. There's no personal notes. It's just rules and regulation, facts, numbers, all that kind of stuff. Versus a Book of Shadows, which has all that as well, but it has a lot of personal insights, personal reflections in it. It has your notes. It's almost like a witch's journal. You know, your daily stuff. Did this spell work did this incantation take effect did you know how long did it take for um you know this energy working to go through you know x y and z all that stuff in there your personal notes that maybe you don't want others to see now a grimoire is you know i can pick it up and hand it to like the ladies of hocus pocus and be like hey have you tried this you know or hand it to raven and be like hey you know i found this and i wrote it down as she said, she has she puts everything in her phone. Um, I like to write it out just because, I don't know, it's there. I'm old. I don't know. And you just like to take a long time doing things. Technology, even though I'm, <laughs> I'd consider myself tech witchy anyway. Um, but I still like to write things yeah, down. Yeah, but you type like not a tech witch. It's these hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you big pancake flippers. Mm-hmm. So... All of those different books you can make separate ones for, or you can just combine it all together. Um, a couple things I would say to do with your Book of Shadows or Grimoire, whatever you choose to uh, call it. Again, name is the name. It's what you use it for. That's what's important. Keep it organized. If you want to do tabs, stickies, uh, so you can help you divide the stuff up, whether you put your dream journal in there, put a tab in there. Tarot journal goes in there, put a tab in it. You know, your spells, your workings, your um, your intuitive 
insights when it comes to things. Uh, you can tab those off or you can write it. I mean, heck, you can type all this stuff out, print it out, and then put it in sleeves. Write it in a notebook. Tear the notebook you know, paper out. Some people are really meticulous. And yes, when the book that I have to do it with, mm-hmm. I have a three-ring binder and mm-hmm. then hold paper so that I can, yeah, because it would drive me crazy to not be able to move things around. I'd have to just <laughs> rewrite the whole thing and it would, you know, I need to be able to shuffle when me, I actually do get around to writing things. Me being a fly by the seat of my pants chaotic witch, I just scribble things down and then realize, man, that's really out of order. One of these days I'm going to reorganize it. You know. And haven't yet. Someday. Um, but a lot of your old, you know, those that came to fame through uh, this path, uh, you can still find their grimoires, their Book of Shadows, on display in certain museums. They get put up there, like Gerald Gardner's uh, Book of Shadows. You can find that in, in museums. Some of the writings of Aleister Crowley, that kind of stuff. Again, all over the place when it comes to those type of paths. But another thing that you can do, personalize it. I don't care if you go to... Barnes and Noble half price books or Walmart and you just find a a binder that just interests you. Uh one of mine my dream journal, which I think is funny, is Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Because of all the crazy dreams that I have when I do remember them. I was like, hey, that just is really fitting. It's Cthulhu holding the world in his hand. And I thought, hey, that's me. Uh that seems like me and that's fitting for a dream journal. Oh, yeah, you're holding the world in your hand. In or your, just the fact that they're tentacle. crazy like that. My tentacled hand. Uh, if you want to do stickers, you want to color it, you want to make an actual book like leather bound. I know some people put a lot of time and process into, you know, inking and, you know, with all the day they with memes. They do, and, actually. I know someone who does that. Mm-hmm. Make the leather bound backs. Makes it super fancy. And they're beautiful. Those are definitely ones you can pass down to your kids. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure that's what her intention is. That mm-hmm. um it's that it's, you know, something keepsake type. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's what I mean. If if, you know, this is the path you take, this is how you live your life, you're you're building a grimoire that you know, well, by the and time also you're... just if that's your niche, if that's your personality. My personality is not to have something, you know, ultra artistic and perfect. Mine will look like a recipe book because <laughs> that's what I do. Everything is practical. I have the capabilities of being artistic and making little sketches and cute things, but I don't. It's. I just... figure one of these days when you retire, you'll just make a scrapbook kind of book of shadows (laughs) i i really don't know i mean i don't know that i find it that valuable maybe i'll be bored enough and i'll find inspiration but i don't find value in spending my time that way but i know people do and you know the person i'm talking about is very very artistic she you know does sketching and woodwork she does pottery um magical mug work magical mug words on instagram and so i can see that it's almost being like a catharsis for her like Mm -hmm. she could do it without even thinking about it and it's creative outlet yes exactly it gives her it feeds that 
that part of her soul, you know. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who, so again, don't look at someone else's and think, oh my goodness, that's what mine's going to look like. No, it needs to be yours. And people need to feel you through it if you do pass it down. Right. Which is why, again, mine will look like a recipe book. <laughs> And it will be practical and have markings through it and, you know, edits here and there. And that's fine, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm completely at peace with that. But again, if it, if it, you know, makes you feel better, if you're that type that, you know, you put yourself into things like that, then more power to you. But don't assume that everyone's grimoire um, or Book of Shadows has to be something pleasing to that eye or even legible to anyone but you yeah some people wrote it in ways that no one else could read it yeah it was very protected which was the next thing i had written down make sure you protect it but on personalizing it like you said you know my goal is when i come of age i no longer need that book of shadows or no longer can read it or how old is that age we're old like five years from now i don't (laughs) know okay (laughs) The thicker my glasses get, the the bigger the words have to be. You know, I'd love to make it pretty enough where I can hand it down to a friend or a family member and say, hey, here's my life's work. Do with it as you please. If it helps you, aids you, great. That's that's what I want to get out of this. They'll sell it on eBay, I bet. Five bucks, (laughs) $9.99. The life of bear. Oh, my goodness. A bear's life. Oh, my goodness. You're silly. Um. You know, and and with that, so color it, put sigils, bind runes, whatever you need on it to make it look and feel like something that is yours. Um, I said protect it, you know, hide it. Some people, if it's your book of shadows where you put a lot of your personal thoughts in there, um, which we'll talk about in a second, some people, you know, like a teenager's diary, they hide it under the pillow or under the bed or in the suitcase or under teenagers keep diaries anymore i feel like teenagers just have instagram now in their stories snapchat they cry on their stories instead Uh, of into their diaries into their beer (laughs) oh my goodness shut up um if you need if it makes you uncomfortable to have it out maybe your family is not uh as witchy friendly as well as our adult family is but you know, you may have to store it someplace. So maybe it can't be covered in a pentagram and sigils and, you know, all these fancy really things. Maybe it has to be just you're like not living a life where you have to hide your grimoire. That's a sad existence. It is sad. And unfortunately, it still is the case. Um, in your own home? Mm-hmm. No, not as a... Well, I know several couples where one or the other practices and the spouse either doesn't like it or doesn't know or i just i don't even know which would make things hard definitely yeah um bind it with with runes with sigils uh if you need to hide yeah you know, I, I wrote here if you need to hide it in your secret basement you know in your bat cave that's cool too uh if you need i mean there's lots of people on instagram or in these facebook groups that can make you custom sigils or bind runes uh to put some protection on it um, and one of these times I do want to talk about, uh, home protection, that kind of stuff is something I like to do, but also bless it, you know, put that energy into it. Just same thing you do with Reiki. You put that energy, put that time, that concentration into, Hey, this is a sacred tool for me. This has, you know, hours of my time of writing. This has years of my life that I wrote through here and decided that 
I want to write this stuff down so one, I remember, but also two, that maybe I can pass it on to somebody who's interested. Put that energy on it, put those wards on it, again with the runes, the sigils, uh, protective energies. And, you know, we talked about what it is, now what do you put in it? Um, everything that we've talked about these last few months, uh, you know, is stuff that can go in it. If you've got astrology notes, write that stuff in it. Uh, if you were making charts as far as astrology charts goes, write those in there. Spells, you can find... I like how nowadays you can find all the stuff on online and then print it out and then just cut it out and stick it in there. I've seen people do that for their Book of Shadows, their grimoire. Uh, just they find a spell or incantation or ritual that they really like instead of copying it down and you know duplicating it. They'll just print it out, cut it out, stick it in there. Hmm. Easy enough. Like There's, cut and paste a recipe. Yeah. There's no harm, no foul in that. Gotcha. If somebody tells you this is how it should look, tell them to <coughs> off. <laughs> well, that's a little harsh. You know, we, we talked about timelines, you know, uh, personal progress, whether that's in the journey of your craft, if it's in your daily routines, you know, you get up, have coffee, do a morning ritual, do a meditation, you know, you write down the results of those. And then you realize in a year from now, you look back and say, okay, here's what I did and here's what I'm doing now. You see the change in your life. You see the change in your growth, your uh, your mental, emotional, and spiritual growth that you've gone through over the past you know, months or year, however long you've been writing in it. Other good things to put in there, color meanings. A lot of people wonder, okay, what does a red candle mean versus a black candle? What does this pull in? What do I need to do with this? Crystals, stones. Um, for me, I know that's something that Raven does really well with, but for me, yeah, I'd I'd have to have them written in front of me to realize, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to add. Well, writing X, y, just and Z. commits it to memory. You're not going to carry your grimoire with you to the store to look at. Crystals. You're not going to carry it with you, sure, but it's a good source of reference instead of going through, especially if you organize it instead of going through tabs and tabs and tabs on your phone or on the computer. Um, <sighs> any observations that you go through. Uh, in your daily workings, uh, charms, chants, uh, those protective sigils, you can have a section to write those down. Your medicines, herbs, and plants, what they're good for, their, what their uses are. Uh, deities, entities, uh, if you're a pagan or witch that follows entities, and um, you can document all that. And then books to reference, you know, if you want to search more about plants, here's a good encyclopedia of plants uh, if you want to learn about this write that stuff in there to further your knowledge heck you can write down quips from your favorite podcast you know when mm. raven and bear say some funny stuff every second or third episode write that stuff down phase of the moon is a big one it's one of those like okay i know full moon's good for this waning waxing but sometimes i have to go back and look it up like okay What's good this time of the month? What should I wait for? Um, your recipes, spell jars, all this stuff is really good stuff to put into your uh, your book of shadows or your grimoire. Again, the difference in those is just book of shadows makes it more personal. Um, your own notes, maybe some feelings, uh, your emotional journey, that kind of stuff. Uh, what is what makes me call it a book of shadows versus a grimoire, which is more 
fact-based and all of uh all of that stuff but some of you're like okay well this is weird why do i need a a journal as an adult why do i need a book of shadows um but i find it funny in talking to some of my friends who are new to this path new to this this way of life and where they kind of uh, i was talking to a friend he kind of mocked the idea of a book of shadows and I was like, he's like, well, can't you call it something else? Can't you do this? And I was like, well, how about this? How many shows or TVs, TV shows or movies do you think that this, these show up in that we never even noticed, you know, until you're going back and look at it? You know, how many of the Disney stories do we look back and uh, now we see all these pagan witchy things that as an adult, you're like, oh my God. Well, yeah, because Disney's literally pulled from fairy tales Mm -hmm. which are rooted in superstitions it's scary stories they told their children to make them behave before bed yes so and now they end it nicely you're going to see all sorts of things so i i you know pop culture keeping it realistic to people of today's society so many things have that grimoire that book of shadows that we just never even realize um, I talked about Marvel earlier. Doctor Strange has a grimoire. Uh, the Darkhold, if you watch the Thor and Doctor Strange movies that they reference, that's a grimoire. Um, one of the biggest and more famous ones, H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon. When Say that three times fast. Necronomicon, Necronomicon, Necronomicon. Okay, five times fast. <laughs> Fancy. Kidding, move on. What? I said, I'm kidding. Keep going. Oh. Evil Dead. In the uh, the book that was covered by a face, that's a Necronomicon Ex Mortis, so how he brought the Evil Dead back into uh, this day and time. Shrek 2 had the fairy godmother. She had a grimoire. Uh, Hocus Pocus, the ladies, they have their book where they're trying to change. Uh, what were they trying to do? Bring the kid. They want to eat the kids and... It's been I a don't minute. remember. Hocus Pocus 2 comes out soon. That's what I've heard. People are counting down the days. Yes, but that was their book of spells, yes. Mm-hmm. And they had to find it so they could remember the spell. Right. See, that's why you write it down. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, they had uh, Grimoire's Charmed, the TV show. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, they had their book yes, of spells. Yes, Black Clover, that I'm always talking about is uh, they all have grimoires. And that was the one I thought was really funny, is that everyone there, anyone who's anyone has some form of magic, and they all use their abilities, uh, they have to open their book. So a lot of animes use that uh, Book of Shadows grimoire when it comes to that stuff. Merlin, the TV show, Bewitched, uh, Blue Exorcist, Sleepy Hollow, I mean, the list just keeps going on and on. All of these... TV shows and movies that had exactly what we're talking about. So it gives you an idea, you yes, know, it's popular in pop culture. It's not something that it's not something that is brand new. You know, the first time the bear is talking about it on which is unknown is not the first time you've ever seen or heard of a book of shadows or a grimoire. You have actually seen these things probably all of your life without knowing that that's what it was. So now, you know, and no one's half the battle. Anything in your Grimoire Book of Shadows that you have that I didn't talk about? Nope. Covered I mostly it all. just write dreams and 
herbal nonsense and crystal stuff. Yeah. Well, good. I think that's all for me today. Good. Let's go. Guys, thanks for uh, listening this week as we talked about Hallett's Wings and Grimoires and Books of Shadows. We will have books great Books of mis- Shadows or Book of Shadows? Book of Shadows. Yeah, you said Books of Shadows. Well, if you keep writing like I do, you'll probably have Books of Shadows. Nice. <laughs> Library of Shadows. Hmm. Desk Set of Shadows. Desk. Desk Set of Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Chronicles of Shadows. Chronicles of Narnia. Let's go. I'm <laughs> sleepy. Some of us work. All the time. Mm-hmm. Guys, next week, same... No, not the same day. No. <laughs> We're awful. My We're... schedule is changing and I'm exhausted. I need to go. We're off uh, every week so far. But uh, reach out on socials, which is unknown. Instagram, Facebook, Gmail, the Black Bear of Tarot, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail. Uh, send us your ideas. Uh, send us comments about the show. If there's something you want us to talk about and cover, let us know. We will have a ghosty sode coming up um, in the next few months we want to do. If you have a ghost encounter or some kind of experience that you want us to talk about in the air, send in the story. Let us know. We'll be glad to read it and, of course, give you credit for it. But other than that, guys, have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.